Thanks for joining us on the DDS Faith Podcast. Our prayer is that as we discuss what God has to teach us through His Word, we can all learn how to deepen, defend, and share our faith in Jesus Christ. Senior I'm person so at the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now we have Being four generations. Senior person but at the still table. Still wait, bald. <laughs> which, when were you? When, when were, were you born, born, Jeremy? When was I born? Seventy-seven. Fifty-five. Seventy-eight. Okay, and then you were born in when? Sixty-five. Is that two different generations? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Four generations. Wait, Wait, one when, more. When were you we'll bring born? Bring your dad on here. I'm a millennial. So I'm you were born. Six, 78. He's a boomer. 88. He's 10 years No, he's a boomer. And you were born in 2004. Yeah, I'm a Gen Z. I'm an early Gen Z. I'm like one of the older ones. Because Gen Z just now got cut wow. off, I think. Oh, did they really? Yeah, 2015. Mm-hmm. I, think oh, I hate kids, to hear that for him. He's part of that depressing oh, generation. When was Leo born? Never knew Bob Barker. So he might still be, he might be like right. the they very end Drew of Gen Carey's Z. the only one that's ever been on Drew well, Carey never hosted well, that show one time. He's well, been on there for a lot of years, but he he's has never, never hosted. Compared to Bob Barker, Drew Carey is... I've never watched him. Drew, I'm sorry. He's I know you're watching this. Yes, I'm <laughs> I know. Zoom in from Africa every week. You realize I'm like, I'm 40 years older than he is. Wow. Almost. Almost 40 years. Mm-hmm. I think I'm like it's crazy. 14 years older than he is. Yeah, 80, you were born 88? 88. Yeah, 16. 16. Mm. That's okay. That's you're weird, though, because I mean, you're I'm, only, I mean, you're 16 years old when I was born, still kind of young. I'm 23 years older than you are. Huh? That was really cool. You know, that, was, <laughs> that was actually something that... Um, I, I, I've really tried to teach other people, but like I, I remember, no, <laughs> I remember talking with you mm-hmm. and Andrew one night, and yeah, and I was just so impressed. behind your truck, yeah, yep. multiple times, <laughs> yeah. But I was always so impressed by you guys because you always had something good to say. You always had something to say about the Bible. Like you, it, it was like it was kind of like you. I could tell that you read it. <laughs> and studied yes. it, you know, yes. versus everybody else. It's just kind of like all they did was hear it, you know. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about starting making stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that might work. I'm thinking about more of a sensual gospel. Oh, there you go. Oh, wait, that's in there, isn't it? You know, I remember when you were sick, I, I remember thinking, wow, I didn't know you that time. I, I don't know if I even, you don't even know that. You got a no, case of. No, he had COVID. I had COVID. And I don't know if you know this. You got a case of Dr. Pepper on your front porch. Oh yeah, that yes. was him. That was, that you? was me. Oh okay. I, I didn't know you, but I wanted to. I put because I, I always didn't. Well, no, I you know like I pray for people whether I know them or not, and like through that I'm like I think I really could like this guy, and like your musical tastes were like you 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 were across the board. I mean, some people are like, oh, I'm strictly traditional. I'm going <laughs> to sing only hymns, no hers, only hymns. <laughs> And that was a joke. No hers, only hymns. Okay. And then some are like, I'm I'm strictly uh, contemporary. And, right. and you were across the board, and I and I appreciate that. Well, you had to be with the room that you were in. Yeah. You know? But I, but I like that. So I like I think I said I think I would really like this guy. Yeah. And so when I found out you had COVID, and and I don't know how somebody said said wow he he won't even be able to go buy his Dr Pepper. <laughs> And I, and I asked Betsy, I was like, so does he really? She goes, oh, yeah, he loves yeah. Dr. Pepper. I said, okay, I'm going to buy him a case of Dr. Pepper. I'm going to ring the doorbell and run like an eighth grader. Yeah, I was at the <laughs> – And I did. I was at the doctor's appointment and um, just going through a brief family history, and she found out, you know, my mom died of pancreatic cancer. My dad's had some diabetic 
complications. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, we probably need to do your blood work. When's the last time you had it taken? I said, probably about three years ago. Yeah, well, let's let's do it today. And I was like, oh, if you do it today, there's a good chance you're going to draw just straight Dr. Pepper. <laughs> so to the viewers that are watching the podcast, not just listening, you can see that there's a fourth person sitting here. Um, and I, I know by appearance, it may look like we just found him behind the food city over here. Um, but that's not the case. So Gomer Williams is here with us and... Hopefully, this is not another situation where he becomes a, a permanent guest. Um, not that I don't want you on here, but you know that'd be a little difficult given that you're. He just doesn't like to share the title. Well, I'm, yeah, not, so I'm not around much. There is only one permanent guest that can be on here, and there's quite honestly yeah. only one that's that's worthy of that title. Um, being being me, that is my humble title. Um, so Gomer Williams is with us. Gomer, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I have uh, known Wes and Jeremy and Eli now for a few years. Uh, I've known me longer than that. Actually, I knew uh, Eli when he was a little chunker kid. (laughs) And then he grew up, and I met him during COVID when we were socially distancing uh, with a whole group of people. (laughs) And we started talking, and I had no clue who he was. And finally, everybody was like, seriously, you don't know who this is. You you remember that day very I, well. I do. Yeah, that was. And probably, then they were like, "This is Eli Murdoch," and I'm like, "No, it's not Eli Murdoch." Yep, that was and that was me. <laughs> so the Kindle, the, the the friendship was rekindled, and then we be, became really good friends. And and Wes and Jeremy uh, were at a church that I visit quite often, and we became friends. And I became very uh, enamored with the way that they try to carry out their lives and respond to the things of God in their lives. And so we just became good friends. Uh, I grew up in the East Tennessee area, uh, worked for many years in the construction industry, <clears throat> wound up full-time in ministry, and now I'm working as a missionary in West Africa. We work in seven different nations. We're an independent organization. There are four African men and their families who are full-time with us. And I travel back and forth. I come back to the States and, and visit churches who are mission-minded and share with them what God's doing through his mission. And then they decide whether or not to support us. And then I go back over and deliver audio Bibles and Jesus videos and stuff like that. And that's what that's what I do. But I enjoy one of, the, one of the greatest thrills in my life is God's Word, and I support DDS Ministry, DDS Faith Ministry, one hundred percent because I know the heart of these men is to deepen and defend and to share their faith, and and I think that's what we're called to do. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Paul wrote to this young guy kind of like this young guy. <laughs> and he said, hey, and, and this is actually God talking through Paul. It's not really Paul talking. He just was the one that put the pen to the paper. And he said, hey, I charge you by all authority given to me, teach the word, preach the word, share, give the word, share the word. Yeah. And that's what these guys are about. And so I've, I've enjoyed being a part of their lives and, and hearing their uh, podcasts that I've been able to listen to when I'm in the States and so they've invited me today, and I'm I'm really thrilled to be here. I'm really happy. Uh, I'm I'm a little this is a little odd because uh, I don't remember who said it, 
but I, I have the face for radio, <laughs> but I have the voice for for the newspaper and the mind for the comic section. But well, but here I am anyway. And so. and so like uh, most of our listeners know that like me and Wes have obviously had a very like discipleship relationship. Like Wes has been discipling me for several years now. Um, and Gomer has been in that same position for, I guess, probably a good two years at least yeah. now. Um, but his is just a little bit different than Wes's because um, Gomer has a lot of, I'm not saying you don't, but I, like <laughs> what, Gomer has a lot of wisdom. Um, and like I've, I've caught on to that very quickly. And I, I think that our relationship um, is very similar to, to Paul and Timothy. It, yeah. Um, just, just the way you type your text messages. Oh, really? <laughs> and it's like, it sounds just like you're reading a letter from Paul because it's like, to this, 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 grace and peace be with you. Yeah. And then you finish with in Christ, Gomer. And it's like, and I, I, that's, that's funny to joke about, but like you, that is, I do see a lot of Paul in you. Um, and, and the call to singleness. So. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so ladies out there, sorry. Well, yeah. they're probably not. They're <laughs> not. The ladies out there are going, <laughs> um, Well, it's, it's true because like, like I said, I, I, I strayed. I, I was, you know, in a church. I grew up in church, but I strayed, and and like I, to, I told you guys before, what what pulled me back was the word. It wasn't a uh, organizational church that pulled me back. It was the word. I I, I told you and another guy today. You know how God affected my life at a certain point, and he said you had a relationship with this organization called a church but where's their relationship yeah and and i got back into the word and the more i've dug into it the more i love it and the more i realize there is nothing in this earth nothing in this world that that the word doesn't cover period nothing Mm -hmm. and whether it's friendships or or, you know whatever it is it's it's covered and and i and i love that stuff i love sharing it and and like like eli and i we we I tell him all the time. I'm trying not to, you know, blow his head up too much, but he's, he's got a. He's got a. God has given him a gift of being able to understand, memorize, and, and know the word beyond anything I've seen in a 19 year old in a long time. And and like you guys, I have I've watched you guys be, be faithful in things that are not easy. Like I, I can relate to Jeremy so much. I mean, I, I quit a fairly decent job, a really good job. Uh, and he's, he's being time. humble, guys. Gomer was rich. No. Yeah. Well, I'm rich now because I have, well, first, you know, my salvation, but, but, but all, the, all the riches that are in Christ, which is fellowship, yeah. the Ecclesian fellowship with the church, and, and then I have that Koinonian fellowship like this right here. Mm-hmm. Now, we're, we're participating together, hopefully – Hopefully it's encouraging to you guys, who, whether you're watching or listening, to, to, to be able to defend and, and, and to deepen your, your faith and to share your faith. And I know I keep getting the, the D's mixed up there. I'm just throwing them out there. But. And, and I, I think the plan is um, sometime in the future letting him have an episode to talk more about um, yeah. the ministry going on yeah, in West Africa. Yeah, specifically Gomer sharing like his testimony and the ministry that God has. Um, in West Africa, but you just got back from there yes. a couple of days ago, um, and so I guess we all kind of mutually agreed that it would be great for him yeah. to be on here. Well, thank um, you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, all right. So tonight we're going to talk about uh, original sin. This is uh, doctrine of the church. It's something that we see specifically in Romans chapter five, 
And uh, before we bore anybody with, uh, you know, just like, what is doctrine or whatever, um, essentially original sin is that we are sinful from birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, um, well, we'll talk a little bit more about it later, but um, uh, we actually inherit sin from our father. Um, but, yeah. Which is, should, should I read, just should I read a couple of verses? Do you yes, want to. Yeah. On the screen? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Um, so this is Romans 5, starting in verse 12. Um, it says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. For unto the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses, even over those who had not sinned in the likeness of the offense of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. Um. And then obviously the rest of that chapter is really good, but that's just kind of the bulk of what we're going to focus on tonight. Right. Um, and and the, because you have a father, you are, you're born into sin. And just like that says, as a result of that, death spread to all men. Right. Um, and, and that's the significance of Jesus not having an earthly father. And I always wondered, like growing up as a kid, um, and, and it, I read about or heard about... Um, Jesus being born of a virgin, Mary. Mm-hmm. Although, for obviously, until I was up to a certain age, I didn't know what that word <laughs> meant. But mm-hmm. once I understood it, I always thought like, like that's kind of strange. Like Joseph is supposed to be his dad. Why does Jesus have to be born of a virgin? Well, that's your answer right there. Right. Right. Um, and he the, had to be born of a virgin. Right. The fact that right. Jesus doesn't have an earthly father, um, like by like genetically speaking, that's the significance of that. Um, right. Is that he is not born into sin and. Even, even though he lived a perfect life or a, or a sinless life, he also wasn't born into that same sin right. and the same right. death that we are born into. Right. And it's not just like our nature. Uh, it's not like you're born with this, uh, okay, since I have a dad, I now have a nature to sin and I will sin. It's like mm-hmm. we have a nature to sin because we're human. Right. Um, oh, because well, we're flesh. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what this is saying is, you know, Jesus was sort of like Adam whenever um, uh, from from Genesis. Mm-hmm. And essentially, with Adam, because he sinned, it spread to all men, just mm-hmm. like you said. Okay, mm-hmm. well, Jesus does sort of the same thing, except for just like Adam, he doesn't have an earthly father. He had the same opportunities as Adam. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like, uh, I think it's Ken Ham, but he sort of explains that sin, the, the sin that we inherit through our father um, is basically a genetic disorder that we pass down. And as it goes down the line and as we have uh, more and more kids, um, essentially we have distortions in our DNA and it starts to mess out, which is why we get all these different allergies and all these different sicknesses. And as we go, you know, all of a sudden we have these fancy new uh, allergies that, you know, come out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's important to realize that, you know, when, when Adam and Eve were, were, were in the garden, what, what rules did they need? Right. They only had they, one. They only had one, mm-hmm. and they couldn't even keep up with that one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, a lot of people, I've heard this before. Oh, yeah, Jesus didn't have an earthly father. He was born the physical child of female. Right. And yet he was spiritual 
in that his father was God. The Holy Spirit came upon a young virgin. And so we go back, and then they say, so it's through the flesh. So like Adam's dad, oh, wait. Exactly. And that's where original sin came from. Exactly. That's when original God said, don't, and they did. Now, some people may ask the question, uh, you know, why wouldn't it be through Eve? Why wouldn't you inherit this sin through Eve? You know, she's the one that ate the fruit oh, first. Yeah. Um, well, the problem with this is, is God specifically told Adam the law. It was his responsibility. Not that he was over her or anything, but it was his responsibility well, to tell her, and not just to tell her, but to stop her. And see, a lot of people, when they, when they draw, when you see pictures of Adam and Eve... Uh, it, it, it's so bad because it's like Adam's kind of over here, and then Eve's over here next to the uh, to the fruit uh, to the tree. Tree, yeah. And uh, and the serpent's like coming down. And it's like Adam's just like oh la di da whatever. And I've yeah. even seen um, like movie adap- adaptations of this. And Eve will just come over and like oh this fruit's really good. You should try it, Adam. And he goes oh really? Oh I think I will try that. And it's like. When you read the Bible, it talks about how that tree was in the middle of the garden, and they were right there, and she turned to him. She said she it, didn't go and find him. She turned to him. She said she gave it to Adam, who was with her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. How is he with her if he was a yes. hundred yards or a mile away? Mm-hmm. So really and truly, you know, um, a lot of people, they like to say, oh, well, if Adam just didn't eat the fruit, you know, he would have been good. No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. As soon as Eve ate that fruit... Adam broke the law because it was his responsibility. Don't you think that also plays in to when God told us, man and woman, one man, one woman, come together in in what we call marriage. There is that unity, that oneness in God, in marriage. They Mm -hmm. become one flesh. Yes. So you, you and your wife are one. And, and you and I have talked about that a time or two, about the oneness yeah. of, of, of that relationship. Okay, so the entirety of that now is guilty. Right. It's not just, you can't pack it off on women. You can't pack it off on men. It's, it's mankind. Right. Well, and, mm-hmm. you know, to add to that, when I do marriage counseling for people, and especially premarital counseling, you know, I mm-hmm. encourage them to do a joint bank account. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and I've had some that say, "Well, no, I'm not doing that because she's got debt or he's got debt." Guess what? When you get married, their debt is your debt. Exactly. There's your savings is their savings. Like what? It, it, you share it. it. You it's not the two halves come together. It's it's the two become one flesh. It's uh, and I know you've given this illustration before, but like the different two different colors of Kool Aid. Exactly. You know, I was getting a, ready to give yeah, that. Yeah, you got like yeah. green Kool Aid and a red Kool Aid, and you put them all together, and you do the water, and you mix it together. Yeah. Okay, now separate. What, them. Uh, yeah. There is no two halves. No, I, I tell them all the time. I, I do that. You know, I send it to people, and then people believe it or not, I'm the only single guy that people come to and say <laughs> we would like marriage counseling. <laughs> Absolutely, because I have all the wisdom in the world about getting married. It's called the institution marriage, getting married to be institutionalized and all that fun stuff. But I actually tell them, I give them, I give them two packs of Kool-Aid. Yeah. And one of them would be like cherry, and the other one's like strawberry banana. And I say, okay, go and mix it. And, and when you mix the, the, the single flavor, now, now take it back apart. Right. Well, you can't. 
Well, you, maybe you could go through some sort of a process and, and separate out some and get some powder and, and get some water, and, but it's never going to be the same again. Right. It's always going to be less than it was. Yeah. Okay, but when it's together, and, and then I tell them to do the, the two flavor, the strawberry banana. Okay, now just take out the banana or just take out the strawberry. Right. You can, everything that goes into that marriage, it's there. And so if you take bad into it, it's there. If you take good into it, it's there. But it's the, 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 the key that we're talking about here is the unity. Yeah. It's that oneness. And Adam and Eve, I, I honestly believe this. I believe that the reason that she turned and said, Adam, try this. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Is because it, it needed to be that way because of mankind. We cannot sit here and say, oh, you ladies caused us all this grief. Right. Or the ladies can't say, oh, you men, you caused mm-hmm. us all this hardship and burdensome delivery of children. What's the first thing that they did? They pointed fingers at each other. Exactly. We're doing it this thousands woman, of years later. This woman you gave me, <laughs> you're blaming God, Adam? Seriously? Come on, yeah. dude. I know you're the only guy on earth and you don't have anybody else to blame, but (laughs) (laughs) you just blamed like your your creator. Yeah, what's interesting is, you know, God doesn't even rebuke him for that. No. Some people were like, well, that means you can blame God and it's okay. It's like, no. Yeah, you can can blame God, but it's not okay. (laughs) The absence of a punishment does not make it okay. Yeah. Um, So the next thing I I wanted to hit, like, why Mm. is this important? Why does this matter? Why do we have to care about original sin? So... It is extremely important for Very. Christians, for all of us, to know how sinful we are. Yes. Because if we don't know that, then we don't appreciate the grace that God has given us. Right. And, you know, and I've, I've shared this before. Years ago, I was doing really good. I, I had made a lot of changes, um, and, and I felt like I was doing pretty good. I was like, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner, but I really can't think of anything right now. You know, <laughs> and I said, Lord, please convict me, Lord, show me what I'm doing mm-hmm. wrong. And um, uh, it was my first time ever preaching, and I was going to preach on fasting. And I thought, hey, it would be a good idea for me to fast today before I preach. Uh-huh. So I didn't just fast from food, I fasted from food, water, and speaking. I covered the mouth, just nothing. And uh, I'll never forget, I was in this class, I went in there 15 minutes until I realized how depraved I was. Because I realized that the only time I had to stop myself from talking was when I was going to try to say something ugly to somebody. Like, ah, you're stupid, why don't you understand this? You know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was just going to be ugly to people. And it's like, that's my heart. Yeah. You know, that that's that's who who I am. And and God just convicted me. So now there's never a guess of like, you know, I did pretty good today. I never, ever, ever, ever do that anymore. I mean, God just shined a light on all of my sin. <laughs> well, you know, that that is it's a very true statement because there are people out there, you know, we talk about good people. Oh, they're a good Christian person. Right. No, they're not. Yeah. Nope. They they okay. There is kind of this common good mm-hmm. that we can all share in. So I guess in a sense, I could say, you know, Eli's a, a really good guy. He's a good friend. Right. I can say that, and it's true. But when I'm talking about the spiritual aspect of it, Eli's a good Christian. Maybe in an earthly sense we would think yes. that, but in, the, in the, the, what we're talking about, he, he's sinful. I'm sinful. Right. I'm just like you. I remember at one point, I was actually teaching youth at a church. I remember one time I was going to give them this big sermon on, on lust. And, and that day I had three issues that happened 
think God said, you, you, you need to examine yourself first. You need to clean your own act up right. before you go and preach at them. Yeah. Okay, what I realized <clears throat> is only God's grace. Am I anything? Yep. And original sin teaches us we're depraved. Yes. And, and that's where we start. Well, it helps because there's a lot of people out there that do one of two things. They either say, you know what? I'm a really good person. I don't need God. Mm-hmm. Or they say, I'm a really bad person. I don't deserve yeah. God's grace. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I don't care how bad you are. You are savable by God. And I, I think yes. it's in either end of chapter 5, beginning of chapter 6. I'm not sure which. Um, but basically it says that you know the more, gra- uh, the more um, sin. sin increased, grace abounded even, even more. more. And... Um, you know, we we sort of get this you know this idea of oh, well, do do we have a license to sin? You know, is it can we just sin and do whatever we want and still be saved? Well, yeah, but no. <laughs> don't yeah don't don't uh, don't say we have the freedom to choose. No, yeah, you yeah. don't have freedom to choose bondage. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, Paul even says in uh, I believe it's Romans three eight. And basically, he says, if, if you think that way, if your thought process is, you know, well, I could just sin and, and do whatever I want, he says, your condemnation is justified. Exactly. Now, that's obviously a paraphrase, but, you know. But, yeah, it's a good paraphrase, though. It's good. The, um, it, it, is, it is, you know, every, everything you just said, if, if, you're, if you're listening or, or watching, you know, realizing that we're basically born dead. Right, mm-hmm. and yeah. life is there, mm-hmm. but you have to realize that. Yep, you know you're you're not just going to one day through attrition, or you can't just sleep on the Bible, or and 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 you can't even you can't just you you said that about people saying I'm not I'm never going to be worthy. Right, I was in Wilmington, North Carolina. And I would swim at the Y. I wanted to get done. They had a hot tub, and I go in, and there was a guy in there. I had never heard anybody that knew the Bible the way he did. And every time I got done, he was in there talking about the Bible. And one day I asked him, "Was he a pastor?" "Oh no." I said, "You." He said, "I love reading the Bible, of studying the Bible, knowing the Bible." I said, "Wow, how long have you been a Christian?" "Oh, I'm I'm not." <laughs> he said, "Through studying the Bible, I just realized I'm I'm not worthy." Of oh, what man. Christ did. You're not. That's the... You're or, exactly. Right. It, you're not worthy. I, that day, I'm like, wow, you know, that's pretty deep. And then later on, was, as I thought about that through the year, I thought about it. No, we're not worthy. That's original <laughs> sin. We're not worthy. Well, and that... And there's two or multiple huge significant things about the original sin. One that we already established being that Jesus was born from a virgin. He doesn't have a father. Right. But... And, and not only did he live a perfect life, but he wasn't left with that sin passed down because he had a father. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that's important about that is like, that's why we deserve hell. Yes. Um, like it's, it, we are every bit deserving of going to hell. Right. Um, we we can try our entire lives to glorify God by sinning less, mm-hmm. but we will never be perfect. We will never be completely sinless, and we will especially. Um, well, I mean, none of us are don't have a father. Everybody here has a father other than Jesus and Adam. Yeah. Um, so the question is, yes, Jesus covered the sins that we commit in our lives. Mm-hmm. We can try all we want to glorify God by sinning less, but we'll never be perfect. Jesus covered that on the cross. But 
how do we get rid of the sin that we're born into? Well, really quick, just just on that. So he covered covered our sin on the cross. Okay. Well, then some people say, well, then we should all be saved. Well, you're right. Mm-hmm. But we still have another problem: original sin. Exactly. Yeah. So and how if, do we fix it? And if those, well, yeah. and if all of our sins covered on the cross, then why does anybody go to hell? Right. Because those mm-hmm. sins have already been paid for. But there's still something left: mm-hmm. the original sin. So, so how do we get rid of that? Um, and I'm sure this is something you kind of want to hit on. But if you travel a little bit back to John chapter three, mm-hmm. <laughs> he tells you. Yeah. He tells, he tells exactly you exactly what happens. Because yeah. Nicodemus says, "How can you go back into your mother's womb and be reborn?" And Jesus talks about how you have to be spiritually reborn. Right. You have to be spiritually baptized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not water baptized, but spiritually baptized. Because then that takes care of the problem with yeah. us having a father. I mean, that's what's yeah. so cool about how he used the word reborn. Yeah. Because it's like you're you're cutting off the line that you were cursed with because you have a father, and that's. I mean, that's just I, I read. I, I read. If I'd have read John three like a year and a half ago, I'd have been like, "Oh yeah, reborn." That you know, that's cool because you're you know, like yeah. you're you're turning from your sins. But it's like there's so much more to that, uh-huh. and you can you can tie Romans five and and John three, and then obviously a couple other um, oh, yeah. examples. Yeah. And like that's how those so, two fit together. So this may I don't I don't I'm I'm trying to follow the line here. So you're saying, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, follow the line. We have a this line, is like a, sometimes yeah, it, yeah, it gets yeah. a little blurry. This is like the, it's like the line on the highway, you know? It's just like a dashed like, line. It kind of goes off the exits. Line, and the line is a dot to you. So basically <laughs> what you're saying then, are you saying this? I'm, I'm, I'm playing the, um, I don't want to say devil's advocate. I'm trying to lead into something. Go for it. So all we have to do then is believe in God, right? And then we'll go to heaven. If That's, we just believe in, there's a God. I believe see, I'm going to heaven, and right? That, that same question would be so easily answered if there was some scripture out there, like probably in James, that says that the demons believe and they also shudder. <laughs> what? Um, demons are not, demons are not yeah. going to heaven? Yeah. But it's true that you, you, you don't just believe to righteousness. Right. Well, well, well Satan believes that exactly. God exists. Like, he, he knows that God exists, and, and but that doesn't I, mean anything. That's what I'm saying. You, you, you mentioned the fact that the, the demons believe. You know, the Bible tells, God tells, the Word tells us, and the Word is, is Christ. Jesus, right. the anointed one. He says the demons believe. Well, what about them? Are they going to heaven then? No. But but see, it's, it is what we believe, but it's not just believing God exists. Well, well, now we have to define believe, don't we? Right. I mean, I, I believe a lot of things that are probably not true. <laughs> I mean, I don't believe in Santa Claus, but I know there was a Whoa! Nicholas. Did. Whoa, there are man. children there are, watching. Are the kids listening? Cut. Oh, no, 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 do we not just do Santa kidding. Claus? I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I, Santa <laughs> that Claus should be an episode. Hey, Santa Claus is real. By the way, that virgin thing—you kind of confused me there because I thought that was the dude's name. Born a virgin? Round, no, Round John. Round John Virgin. <laughs> Get it? Round John Virgin. The um, song. No. That is. Keep you, that in there. You, by did the you way. have an idea you're about to say? <laughs> Well, now I forgot it. Oh, uh, okay, I got something. Okay. So, if if believing in God is the only thing that's required, yeah. that also opens up the door to lose your salvation. Let me finish. Yeah. There's things that I believed in at one point that I no longer believe in. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just because you believe in something doesn't mean that you're always going to think that that's true. I mean, I could, I believed in Santa Claus as a kid. Well, Does that mean that I, I mean, that means that I'm no longer. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> See, and and that, that keeps belief. Well, that, that keeps belief in the mind. Right. Okay. Okay. Your your soul. Belief in your Your action. heart is dead. Right. You're, you're, you're condemned. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn the world, come that the world through me might be saved. 
You're, they're condemned already. They're judged already. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with, with that, it's, it's possible. Satan and the demons, they don't believe God exists. They don't believe Jesus was born of a virgin. They don't believe Satan or that Jesus died on a cross and was, was risen again on the third. They don't believe that stuff. They know it. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't have to believe. They know, mm-hmm. but they're not going to heaven. Why? Because they don't believe in their soul, in their heart. That means well, they have not. They're not willing to turn themselves over and make Jesus their Lord. Right, and that's it. Making him your Lord right. and Savior. You know, and Savior. Um, you know, in, in Romans ten nine, everybody likes to yeah. quote it. And you're like, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Okay, cool. I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, and. Uh, <laughs> Um, and I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. It's like, okay, it's not no. just saying, hey, yeah, he's Lord. Mm-hmm. It's like, no. no, he is God of my life. Well, I am in bondage to him. Well, and the word Lord isn't just another word for God. Like, you, anything can be a, You can have a Lord yeah. that's a person. You well, can absolutely. have a Lord that's, that's why a says phone. Jesus your car. Yeah, Jesus yeah. has to. Right. Lord is just an adjective. What what rules right. your life? Adjective. Is that right? Lord. Yeah, it's an adjective. Okay. Just make if sure if God is I've been simply a noun. Yeah. It is an adjective. That's really a... Because beyond all that... Lord can also be a verb. It can. Like, yes, to lord, lord over. That's true. Yes. Yeah, my bad. But, I apologize. Oh, you're right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's a descriptive word, which is an adjective, if you're describing a person, place, thing. Mm-hmm. It's a verb when it's something you do. An action. Thanks, Schoolhouse Just Rock. Yeah, describing you're an welcome. action or embellishing. <laughs> yes. Uh, One one more thing that I wanted to hit on this, um, uh, but, you know, this is one of the big differences between all of the other world religions, you know, because it's like people will go and it's like, ah, Christianity is just another religion, whatever. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Christianity is the most unbelievable, ridiculous religion of them all, because if you look at all the other religions, what do they do? It makes sense. They say, all right, if you do good... You know, you'll you'll um, you'll be rewarded for it. Yes. And if you do bad, well, I'm sorry, you did too much bad. You are and condemned. It's, and it's all about a scale. But here, it's like no, well, it's not a scale. No. Actually, it is a scale. And, but the scale is so tipped the other way, you couldn't do anything about it if you wanted to. And and here's the thing, you know, we're we're told, you know, we you brought up Romans 10. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go back on that. God through Paul says, you know. My prayer for them is for their salvation. Right. Because they have speaking a form. Speaking about the Jews specifically. Yeah, speaking yes. about the Jews. Because they have a form of religion, but denying yep. the power of who? God, Jesus. It's, it's the same thing over and over. Denying, okay, when you believe, when, when you really believe and overcome that spiritual death, that, that original sin, that belief is the impetus. That is the, that's what propels you Two, and, and I'm sorry if you're a good Southern Baptist. That is what <laughs> that is what propels you into good deeds, good right. works. Good, yep. you're saved by grace, absolutely through your faith, absolutely. That is your salvation. But when you truly believe, mm-hmm. when you accept Yeshua as your Lord and your Savior, how can you be indwelled by the Spirit and desire? Right. Those things that are in opposition, how can you desire? That's why I said there's no such thing as the freedom to choose right and wrong. Right. <laughs> the freedom is to choose life in Christ 
or the choice to to remain in the bondage of sin and death. Yeah. So it's people say, "Oh, you have free will." No, you don't. You it's it's life or death. Right. You have the freedom to choose well, we have life. A, we have a limited free will. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so so when when you look at all that and I can't you realize be like, I'm a goat. Yeah. When you when you believe in in Jesus and he's and he takes away that sin in your life. How can you be indwelled by the Spirit and not desire to do His things? And it goes back even even deeper than that. The Word of God. I have people that tell me all the time, "Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I believe I believe in God. Uh, yeah, Jesus is my Savior." Okay, great. So you you believe in the the creation account of the Bible? Well, no, not really. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, six <laughs> days create all of this. Well, you just denied His righteousness. Mm-hmm. He he said He created in six days. Mm-hmm. Right. Now you just said no. You're, it's 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 not true. Well, well man wrote that. <laughs> but well, I'm thing. sorry. You just impugned his righteousness again, right? Because he says it's his word, right? And he said Jesus himself, John one in the beginning was the word. Words with word, word was word God. Was God. And in and in fourteen says, and the word became manifest in the flesh, and that's Jesus. And so when when we look at original sin. And then we look at that belief that takes that away and gives us life. It's it's that salvation. It's Jesus. It's all things Jesus. Right. Mm. And so are we are we still sinners after that? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not, you know, anonomianism is kinda like you're you're not gonna be perfect. Don't don't buy into that. All but right. you're made it's like a, a car that's wrecked. And you take it to the body shop, and it comes out, and you're like, wow, that's perfect. <laughs> no, it's not. It was wrecked. Right. It was undrivable. We were unlovable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But because well, of God's love, he made us. And that, that's, that's another what I love about this little <laughs> no. section right here. You know, um, it, Paul doesn't say that, you know, um, you know, at the right time, Christ died for, you know, everybody. You know, he says the ungodly. Yeah. He doesn't say the bad people. He doesn't mm-hmm. say, you know, the people that are questionably good. You know, mm-hmm. he says the ungodly. Yeah, the ones who can't check every box every day. Exactly. Well, and, yeah. and like we talked about last week, you, you can't be reborn unless <laughs> the Father draws you. Um, and then, and like, we, like, like, again, like we said last week, there's a lot of people that like, oh, heaven and hell, I have to be reborn to avoid hell. And it's like, you know, like John 6.44 says, no, Jesus said, nobody can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Mm-hmm. And that's why we, you know, we see this talking about how we have to be reborn to get rid of our original sin. But we have so many people that's like just trying to avoid hell. And so they, like right. you said earlier, they, they make the choice to confess Christ their mouth mm-hmm. or go through the admit, believe, confess. Yep. But there was no real calling there. There's no right. relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot, of, a lot of times it's fear. Right, they're they're basically buying fire insurance. That's exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't right. want to get burnt in hell, so I'm going to mm-hmm. you know. Yep. What, what he just gave me that little prayer. I want to pray that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and like, <laughs> well, don't get me started. Yeah, let's, like, <laughs> let, let's hit that really quick. So yeah, um, you know, the I question, was about to talk about sinner's prayer, proclamation, sinner's prayer. That you talked oh, about. you did it last time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, my bad. It's okay. I only have to talk about the same four things. So. It's fine. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, you think that I know scripture. I just know like four scripture references. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. memorized four four passages. He just keeps whip, whipping them out. Like that, <laughs> you know? So I, I want to answer this next question. It's uh, why do people go to hell? Now, there's a lot of pastors out there when they preach. Um, you know, they'll say. Well, ultimately, it's because of their unbelief. You know, they, they don't really they don't really go to hell because um, because they were sinful. They go because they were unbelieving. Because you know, well, Jesus already paid the way. Okay, mm-hmm. that is true as far as understanding goes, but it's not actually true. It's not right. actually good doctrine, and here's why. Um, that that brings us to a problem, to where. Basically, we're all in a point of neutrality with God, you know, and, you know, and basically some of us will choose heaven and some of us will choose hell. And that's not really the case. It's not neutrality. We're all condemned. Exactly. We're all going to right. hell. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and, and then God says, you know, you know, he, he gives the opportunity and then we, we come with him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. We're all condemned. We're all going to hell. But... God demonstrated his love toward us. Exactly. And that while we were yet bad people, while we were... Sinners. Sinners. Christ died for us. Well, and people say, like, why is it fair for a loving God to send people to hell? But it's like, that is fair. The, the question is, why is it fair for God to give us grace? <laughs> why is it, right? why That's is not it, fair. It, it is equally fair for every single person yeah. who's ever lived with the exception of Jesus to go to hell. If, if you, if you want to be fair, we should all just go to hell. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, gr- grace and mercy. <laughs> grace and mercy. Right. Yep. Yeah. Why, why do Why do people go to hell? But sin. Yep. They're They're not worthy, and they're, and they're not willing to allow Christ to make them worthy. Right. Um, all right. So this is Eli from about twenty minutes into the future. Um, we have <laughs> officially realized that we are crossing way too long, so we're going to cut this into two parts. Um, so whatever we just now said is where we're going to wrap it up. Because you're going to have to go back and find where we yeah, can end yeah, it. Yeah. So whatever we were just now talking about is where we're going to wrap it up. Um, and then we will continue the original sin. We all deserve hell. That's how it is. Episode next week <laughs> for part two of the original sin. Even though we're doing it right now. Yeah. Even though we've already... But right yeah. now is like a you know, week from now. And like, like last, actually, remember last Saturday when it was like freezing cold? We're in the Which past. is two days from hold now. Hold on, hold it's, on. It's like when That's Richard cool. Donner was filming Superman 1 and Superman 2 <laughs> at the same time. Because he only had Marlon Brando for like six weeks and then he was out. So he had to shoot two movies worth of stuff with and Gene Hatton. Thanks for listening. For more information on DDS Faith Ministries, please visit our website at ddsfaith.org and follow us on social media. Thanks.